Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comet Podcast. Um, welcome back to De- Deconstructing Disney here on the Comet, where we take a deep dive into the making, origin, and lasting impact of Disney films. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And this week we will be talking, taking a look at the Disney film Pinocchio. Yay! So we wanted to, um, before we get into this episode, we want to thank you guys for listening to our last episode on Snow White. We really do appreciate all the listens and likes and subscribes. So make sure you do that after this episode as well. Um, we are going to take a look into Pinocchio, um, its origin, some cool production facts, kind of just talk about our thoughts and feelings on the film and the lasting impact we think it has on the uh, industry so first i want to start off with an introduction to the movie um my sources come from an article by ian williams from medium.com i am i am db oh my disney article by stacy conrad from mentalfloss.com an article by genevieve koshiki from dissolve.com and an article by ethan alter from yahoo news if i pronounce your name wrong i apologize <laughs> um but this movie was made in 1940 it is the it's the second Disney film out of Disney Productions. Um, it was made in 1940, and you know, unlike Snow White, Pinocchio was a box office failure. It cost twice as much to make it Snow White, and didn't make that much money back. Um, so we're gonna kind of just jump into a recap of the film, and we'll talk about some of the after effects um, of production. So we, of course, group watch this together, because that is the only way we were gonna get through what this hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this hour thirty minutes. Um. So for those of you who probably know, Pinocchio is the story of a wooden toy that is made by the character Geppetto that um gets turned into whose wish is to turn into a real boy because Geppetto wants him to be a real boy so the story kind of starts with Jiminy the Cricket singing um when you wish upon a star and yes that is the Disney theme song um he kind of explains <laughs> to the audience that this is a story about wishes and things coming true and then we get this whole kind of montage of Geppetto and Figaro the cat and Cleo the fish and we kind of get introduced to all the characters and Geppetto is this definitely old white not old white old italian man (laughs) old italian man who makes toys which is pretty cool on most days and the world we live on is kind of sketch but um he's a woodworker and he decides he's made a marionette and he names him pinocchio and um he wants pinocchio to come alive um he wants him to be a real boy we were like oh geppetto's lonely in any other world (laughs) in any other place (laughs) this would be very sus behavior like <laughs> out of all the things you could have made a, a, a another grown person a child it's kind of weird but we digress because it's supposed to be like an animation child's field we assume we assume so before he falls asleep geppetto wishes on a star a falling star that pinocchio will become a real boy and then walks in this blue fairy um who turns pinocchio into a real boy and she informs him to prove himself to be brave truthful and unselfish then he will become a real boy and assigns jiminy his cricket to be his conscience now there's a lot of things that i would like to point out in this scene as we continue um the rules of the world that we're currently in make no sense (laughs) make absolutely no sense as you will see because pinocchio comes to life as a real boy he can talk 
he could think, but he has no conscience. Mm-hmm. But he can lie. Right. So mm. yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what? I did not think like what? What that makes no sense, and I guess because it's supposed to be produced for children, which I assume, but I would like to contest that later. Um, I guess it's supposed to make sense to a child that I can lie. But anyway, it's too hard to explain. <laughs> anyway, so Geppetto wakes up, finds, you know, there's somebody in his house, which was scary as fuck. Also, Marin pointed out that Pinocchio is a scary looking little puppet. He is. <laughs> his eyes? <laughs> Keep him away from me. Like, this is literally what um, nightmares are made of. You know, a puppet coming to life. <laughs> Just suddenly being alive and so there's obviously no sense of time in this movie because geppetto wakes up pinocchio's alive he's happy that he's got you know an alive puppet his wish came true and then the next day pinocchio's going to school and i was just like okay (laughs) right like Um, where's the like he's he's just been quote-unquote born and he's going to school what like there was no continuation the way this story is set up is very episodic and we'll get to why it's episodic later so pinocchio is going to school um he knows where school is thank god him and he goes to school and he gets led astray by a con artist fox named honest john here's something else that doesn't make sense in the disney universe period why are there humanoid animals like the fox and the cat but figaro is a cat and cleo's a fish so why do some animals get to be humanoid <laughs> or human-like the same thing with goofy and pluto it makes no sense if goofy's a dog and pluto's a dog <laughs> right what why, are the rules what are the rules what are the rules um i'm pretty sure as children we didn't question it we were like okay cool a talking walking fox this is obviously not reality but as a grown adult i'm like you have something has to give <laughs> something needs to be explained and so honest john basically cons our little poor boy Pinocchio into becoming a living puppet for this dude named Stromboli. So while this was happening, Jiminy, who was late on the first day of being a conscience, strolls up. And I remember him being like Pinocchio. He like he was trying to get Pinocchio not to fall for Honest John. And like he's being a kid and we're like we were almost there, but at the last minute Pinocchio was like, okay, I'll go be a star in the puppet show. But instead of, you know, like following him and trying to talk him out of it again, Jiminy gives the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> wait a second. Right? <laughs> so, Didn't even point. put in what? effort. He was like, That was it. That was it. That was period, point blank. It was it was it was giving me like not making sense. And so um <laughs> We get a whole musical number of Pinocchio in the Stromboli show as a marionette with no strings. The people are amazed by him. That scene was long as hell for no reason. The and music also, the... yeah, uh, go ahead. Don't mean to interrupt, but like that, I think that was the only song that was performed by a main character that was like right. on screen, like a musical number. Because everything I think else was Geppetto had of... a yeah, Geppetto had a music number in the beginning, but that wasn't like a full song. It was like half of a song. Like, oh, right, 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 right. it was like a maybe one minute like they, they definitely shut mm-hmm. they definitely cut the songs down for this film compared to snow white so yes yes and so um so he makes a bunch of money from stromboli jiminy was like oh look i guess you're famous now i guess you don't need your conscience the shade the shade <laughs> the actors the shade, the shade. Was- like jiminy literally goes like 
almost verbatim, he says, well, I guess since you're an actor, you don't need a conscious now. And I was like, Walt, Walt. I, I definitely <laughs> feel like Walt was very anti-union. He was very probably <laughs> like, y'all don't need real money. Y'all don't need health care. Y'all are giving some me Bezos. That was an attack of He's some actor. He's Bezos. <laughs> I was like, whoops, definitely glad I didn't have, nobody has to work for your ass no more. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what was that? And so, Jiminy leaves Pinocchio, a child, basically, to the vices of Strumpoli. Because, you know, he's famous now. I don't know how that was supposed to make sense. Um, but Stromboli, of course, is also a villain. This is our second villain of the series. He's like, hey, I'm going to take you all over the world and you're going to make money for me. And Pinocchio's like, no, I have to go home. And so what does he do? He sticks him in a birdcage. He sticks him in a birdcage and say, um, I'm going to make, you're going to make money for me. And then when you get old, I'm going to turn you into firewood. And I was like, that's not dark at all for a child's movie. <laughs> like, right? And they showed the body of another another um, marionette. And I was like, well, damn. <laughs> that's <laughs> traumatizing. <laughs> and so... You know, Stromboli, uh, Geppetto is out looking for Pinocchio, can't find him. Um, Jiminy is, says, oh, maybe I should go say bye. So Jiminy hops onto this carriage and tries to help Pinocchio out. He can't get out. And so then the Blue Fairy shows up and she asks Pinocchio what happens. And so Pinocchio starts lying. And that's when his nose grows for the first time. Now, here's the thing. I don't remember if it was this scene or another scene, but I swear to God in this scene, there were undertones about how they were blaming Pinocchio for being kidnapped. Like, yeah, they, they were just like, I was like, that's victim blaming. How are you going to blame a child? A, new, for a newly born adult? child. It's been literally one day. <laughs> it's not even been a full day. And you're like, how dare, like you, you should be ashamed of getting kidnapped. It's like, uh, no one has taught him anything. <laughs> right no one's taught him anything and y'all want him to walk to school by himself you say he ain't got a conscience but the, so the story also is like you say he doesn't have a conscience but he can lie out through his teeth and the side effects of that is his nose growing like what was the mess what was the messaging for that like um don't lie or your nose is gonna like what i don't even understand what that was supposed to do or supposed to be but right. so this little arc in the story ends because the blue fairy sets him free and um he goes home looking for his father but the the entire i think this is when he goes home looking for his father but the entire um house is covered in dust Mm -hmm. or so then across town we get another scene of otis john who's sitting with a coachman oh actually no 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 right also pause take that back this is not when pinocchio goes home pinocchio is on his way home and then we Mm -hmm. get a scene of honest john sitting with a coachman talking about hey um if you can find him stupid little boys to take to pleasure island then i'll pay you some more money and i was like okay this is giving me very epstein what yeah. is happening <laughs> not sitting period right. i mean that whole converse i was like who who decided to write this and put us in this movie like yeah it was what? very very weird very disturbing <laughs> super disturbing pedophile file pedophile um but even not like even not like the it's not even the good imagery of pedophiles being turned into villains it's like it's not even like the good one that kind of scares kids it's just like this is a normal conversation that bad people have about kidnapping children and almost like (laughs) and also um we i think we didn't realize but well no nia kept pointing it out 
But like we have been so accustomed not we have been accustomed to not seeing smoking in television or on commercials yeah, as a yeah. good thing. The amount of people just puff puff passing, I was like <laughs> <laughs> like all of the like the characters just like smoking cigars and it's like no like it's like kind of like a cool, like a bad, like a villain thing, which is like fine, but like it's not like an adverse thing. Like we're so I think because the government and the tobacco industry are finally at odds end now in the 25th century but years right. ago yeah back like, then smoking was like so common that like it was seen as cool and everything like that now it's just like uh, you shouldn't smoke or if you smoke you're kind of lame or whatever i had to right. go yeah. search it up i was like we're children i had to look at the year this movie was made and i was like <laughs> we're children, children and smoking <laughs> i had to look it up just to see because i was like this is he had a fat cigar i was like i'm uncomfortable <laughs> right and so um, Honest John does what Honest John does. He wants to make money. So what do they do? They go find Pinocchio and bring him back to the coachman. She's like, you can go on this this island with a bunch of other kids. And it's like a fun and happy place. And Pinocchio's a goddamn child. So what does he do? He follows him. And so we're watching. It's like this. It's almost kind of terrifying the amount of boys that they had on this one yeah. coach. I was like... How do you kidnap that many children and nobody stops you? Like exactly. nobody cares. Where are the adults? Where are their parents? Like what? It, it, that that whole scene had me like. I was like, this arc. What are they trying to say? Are they trying to do a message about don't follow strangers? But at the same time, are you like trying to tell Pinocchio it's his fault for not? It's like, what do you want? He doesn't have the tools <laughs> to 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 be able to articulate what's happening to him. Like it's it's. This, this, yeah. this part was like that whole story arc i was like this i don't know what this is here for who is this for also like i, I forgot that that the the ruse that honest john does he says he's a doctor he convinces pinocchio that he's just allergic he's like you're allergic you need to go on vacation and i was like what, <laughs> that, what? Makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense and so there's this terrifying scene of everybody being happy and being giddy, and they take them to Pleasure Island. Now, here's a, also just another, that name. Just that name. I the name like, alone. They named it particularly to, to make. I feel like they were like trying to send a message, but at the same time, it's like this is a this is a children's movie. Like, did you did I, you have to do this? I don't think they were trying to send a message, and we'll talk about that when we get into production facts. Because <laughs> okay. honestly, there is some shit going on behind the scenes that literally makes absolutely no sense. Um, but so they take him to Pleasure Island, and here's another thing about the world that they were building: the Italian village that they were in definitely w- was what like 14th, 15th century, like not technologically advanced, mm-hmm. like the 1950s or nothing. But when they go to Pleasure Island, there's amusement parks and roller coasters and shit and i'm like so are we in a different time zone like what happened <laughs> there's like True. no there's like no continuation of the like the cap of like uh, inventions or anything like that and so we're watching all these kids like play on these toys on treasure island and um jiminy followed pinocchio he was looking for him and um pinocchio and one of the other boys are sitting um in a pool table and they're like drinking and like they literally have Pinocchio downing beer. alcohol and smoking a cigar and i was <laughs> like 
isn't he supposed to be a fucking boy a boy <laughs> boy represents a young child like a, not a man not an adult a boy the, the definition of him, of him wanting to become a real boy means that he's underage so why is he just like smoking and drinking and all this shit and so um they're just talking about like being a real boy and all this other stuff and um and so Jiminy, while looking for Pinocchio, comes across what's really happening. And they're turning the boys into donkeys. Now. That. I. <laughs> I did. Like, there was that, a. I think ahead, there Jiminy. was an analysis in one of the papers that I read, but I didn't read deeply into it. But this is supposed to be some kind of like, I don't know. I think it was like symbolism for something that you could think about. But I was like, even if then, what is the symbolism of a jackass? besides just somebody who's rude like yeah, i don't even understand <laughs> like the connotations of them like, turning children like that's that's see that doesn't make it doesn't make any sense the man who's for kidnapping children should be the one like that's because that's what literature that's what words are supposed to mean the kids aren't being jackasses because they're being right. kidnapped the, the the dude who well, they're being like, bad children but like right. even not like even the kidnapping thing. It's like so you're being a bad child, so you're gonna turn into a goddamn donkey. Like that it makes is, it makes no, no sense. sense. That's why I'm saying like, what is the message, Disney? What are you trying to say? And so they, Jiminy sees this. Jiminy goes to Pinocchio, and he's like, um, they're turning into donkeys. They're turning into donkeys. So the dude that was helping them kidnap kids also gets turned into donkey he's like i've been backstabbed and pinocchio's ears and tails turn into a donkey and they run off the island and they get home and so they jump into the water first of all <laughs> they jump into the water <laughs> i don't know how i mean i was like i guess pinocchio is wood so he floats and yeah. jiminy's a bug so i guess that that whatever they make it back to the mainland go home only to find that home is empty there's no cleo there's no Figaro. There's no Geppetto. And then they find out that Geppetto went to go on a boat to look for Pinocchio and got swallowed by a whale named Monstro. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I completely erased this part of the plot of the movie from when I was a child from my head, because what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> he got it swallowed a by a whale. The a Moby Dick side plot. There's like he's in the belly of the well at the bottom of the ocean. How do you know that? Did you not help him? Like, how do you know that he's in the, <laughs> the belly of a well? Did like rumors go around the village and did nobody give a fuck? They're like, Geppetto could die. He could die. I was like, right? what? And so now Pinocchio has to go find um his father, Geppetto. So he has to go find Monstro. So what does he do? He ties a rock to his tail and sinks to the bottom of the goddamn ocean. (laughs) Who needs physics? Who needs any? Who needs law? Who needs Ah! rules of anything? Just yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, And just the more I talk about it, the more it makes no sense. The third act is just like they were like throwing things at a a board and like, yes, we love. Yes. Moby Dick side plot under the ocean. Okay. So we have this whole scene of them going through the ocean, talking to all these animals who are also kind of human-like because they can respond. Anyway, so Pinocchio keeps asking, have you seen Monstro? Have you seen Monstro? Everybody's like, fuck no, we don't want to see Monstro. His name Monstro for a reason. And so they finally get to Monstro. Jiminy doesn't get inside the well. Pinocchio gets inside the well. He finds his father who's fishing 
four fish inside the well. The inside of this well makes no sense. It's just an empty ass cavern. <laughs> right with a well bone structure and i'm like okay they said fuck anatomy (laughs) (laughs) and so geppetto and pinocchio have this whole thing about how they're gonna get out and all this stuff it's a pinocchio has this bright idea to set smoke we have to make him sneeze so pinocchio who doesn't have a conscience who just got turned to a boy a few days ago realizes that he has to make a fire to get out of this goddamn um well and i'm sitting here like he's a wooden puppet why would he ever be that that friendly with fire fire and so even after the first scene where they literally had geppetto freaking out because pinocchio almost set his goddamn arm on fire that's true i don't remember that how did he how does he know it's been it's see how many days have passed how many right how much does he know time the concept of time does not exist in the right? story. And so they set the boat on fire. They get on this little raft. They're trying to make Monstro a whale sneeze. Can whales even sneeze? <laughs> can whales sneeze? I, can... <laughs> I have no idea. So they try to make him sneeze. They get out of him. And then Monstro chases them into a cave. And Geppetto looks like he's drowned. And Pinocchio's crying, talking about, oh, this is all my fault. And again, victim blaming a child who got kidnapped. It's but anyway. not, and it's really not his fault, but okay. <laughs> it's really not his fault. And so he said, Oh, I wish it was me instead of him. And then the blue fairy's like, Ah, you're unselfish. You're a good person. Now you can be a real boy. And I was sitting here like, So a child, <laughs> a child sacrificing their lives for their parents, which their parents probably would not want them to do, is the merit of him being a real boy. I was like, This was some fake feel out petity bullshit but let's keep it going (laughs) and so he turns into a real boy and then um he's proven himself braid um she reverses the curse he becomes a human boy geppetto wakes up and they celebrate and you know um they go back home jiminy is given his little golden badge and the movie ends with uh when you wish upon a star hi puppy Um, yeah my grandma just walked back in the house (laughs) (laughs) so that was the disney rendition of pinocchio i We were. I love doing the group watches because honestly, it's hilarious. Because we're we're all just like, the fuck is going? On? No. Yeah. I don't think I could have kept my eyes open if we were not watching it together. That end of the movie dragged <laughs> for me. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, it's wild. Like I, I know you said that, Marion, but like last time, Snow White felt painful, like to oh, watch. But this Pinocchio one, went by much faster. It, Snow White yeah, did because yeah, yeah, yeah. there were so many problematic things I was seeing. I was like, what? 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 Grown adult was like give children beer and cigarettes and cigars like that's that's what that's why it kept me going because mm-hmm. i was like okay what what what's happening here so snow white felt like a pretty picture mm-hmm. and a lot of singing this one felt way less singing and more like things happening not necessarily good things happening but things happened <laughs> yeah this is definitely like a i guess this is like a three out of ten for me because like at least there was more plot than Snow White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was, was almost like there was too much plot. plot in this. <laughs> yeah, like, like with happened. Snow White, it was literally singing like back to back to back to back musical numbers every single time. <gasps> this movie at least had something going on, right? Yeah. 
what would y'all give it? I you gave it a three out of ten, Tori, right? Yeah. I give it. Mm, I'd say three two. I say three as well. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Like when I when you wish up on a star is like two of the three points. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a one out of out of what it was like, out of 10 <laughs> this is a kind of movie where like yeah. your little niece comes over it's like i want to watch a disney movie and they're like let's pick this one i see it's pinocchio i'm like no when i'm not sitting here watching this with you <laughs> i'm not going through this i'll go through the original snow white with you we can watch that but no this is a one out of ten. Oh, damn. You better than <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, because I would never <laughs> no. watch. See, I wouldn't have an issue with watching Pinocchio again if somebody else had it on and I had to be there, but I would not yeah. watch Snow White again. Like, I actively would not Same. watch that movie again. Like, this is one of those things where you think about, like, I definitely want to share things from my childhood with my children. Pinocchio is not one of them. It is. I don't. Yes, maybe Pinocchio not- would be like a good. <laughs> Pinocchio maybe you get like a good one time watch just mm-hmm. to like them to see what like animation looked like back then but mm-hmm. n- there's nothing about the story that's inspiring there's nothing inspirational about it the messaging in it was garbage pure utter trash yeah this movie it's not like I hated it or anything I don't even have a rating for it because I wasn't even thinking about it like it's just one of those <laughs> movies that you just watch it's like it's just a movie you know what I mean like it's yeah, not yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like I feel like once you actually start thinking about the movie, that's when it gets bad. <laughs> like, if you actually think about it. But, yeah, I don't even think that I watched it as a child. Because the I only way not. I was exposed yeah. to Pinocchio was through Shrek. Like, I've never Same. seen this original Pinocchio movie before. <laughs> so, for people who don't know, me and Nia are the same age. We were born in 95. And Marion and Corey are born in the same year that y'all are in 97. And so, the way we think about Disney is de- definitely different. Y'all are more Disney channel children but me and nia grew up at the end of the golden era of disney so yeah pinocchio was definitely like we probably have the vhs downstairs <laughs> yeah like i've seen this movie i just i think what the word for it it's like very forgettable like it's even yes. though things happen there's nothing in it that really is like well this is cinema <laughs> now right <laughs> now this is the probably there's probably a reason for that one of those is mm. that this is this this was um so let's get into production facts so um like i said at the beginning pinocchio was a box office failure baby she did not make them no money until they (laughs) re-released it she was trash um she was trash and some blamed it on it being a childish film Mm -hmm. in a war-torn world so like for those of you don't know we were at what world war one was this is 1940 so like yeah war two war two yeah so um walt blamed the failure of Pinocchio on Gone with the Wind and its grasp on the box office. And according to Walt, this flop of Pinocchio made him the most broke guy in Hollywood. Damn. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so um, Disney kind of poured his heart and soul out into the early films. And that's probably what we'll get into when we get into Fantasia. Um, But Fantasia was also a failed. But after Fantasia and Pinocchio failed, he pulled back. And so I looked at, there's this article um, on Yahoo News about Disney and like the like the 25th or 50th anniversary of Pinocchio or something like that. And they were talking about how um, even like Pinocchio was a critically acclaimed film. Like it came out and people were like, oh my God, this is such great. Like it's very, it gives me very art people, very art house, people trying to be like symbolic and shit. What it feels like a child's movie. So I was trying to look up if this was actually... Um, pr- 
promoted as a child's movie and i don't think it was during that time mm. i don't think the early films were at the time promoted as children's movies until um disney kind of reached their formula now so like there's a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes like when they i'm not gonna go into the all of the like historical animation that went on um you can find an animation podcast for that because even if i talked about it i wouldn't understand half of it but like so (laughs) so but the thing is that once snow white popped off um disney opened up a studio to experiment and so a lot of his experiments were like pinocchio and fantasia and stuff like that and so they would get real people to come in and be and act out scenes for animators to draw so that's oh, how they were doing it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beginning. That's really interesting. So this, like, Snow White made him enough profit to open up the studio. And so there's a lot of stuff that happens because, like, they spent so much time working on this that I think it said, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it said that Walt threw out, like, months worth of works because he didn't like what was happening it took them forever to come up with the concept of pinocchio because as you'll see in the original story he was not this happy cherry little child um mm. they it took also them wasn't for- walt um gung-ho with like adapting like folklore fairy tales like yeah literature. i think that really interested him and he liked trying to put a, a spin and twist on like stuff that been around for years mm. so that's kind of where this comes from but like it took them forever to come up with pinocchio it took them like the techniques that they use to like film and make the movie are amazing and you could probably find better resources on that um but like he was very much into um this film like he would he devised the kind of thing that i think i don't know if they do this now in um in uh animation but in an interview you can find on disney plus disney walt actually talked about how he would assign animators that weren't good with character making to do special effects and then he emphasized on personality driven animation which led him to assign specific characters to specific animators i don't know if they do that now in animation studios but like once a when when walt was doing it he would only the person who only one person would be assigned to the character so there was like a continuation of like the animation yeah i don't think people do that that. anymore yeah so um so some interesting um production facts that i found out is that uh although pinocchio's release um preceded america entering world war ii by nearly two years the conflict in europe theater had a big impact on the movie's bottom line because pinocchio was released at a time when the world was kind of collapsing and so it became i think the film at times also became um a kind of bright thing for people who could still look at film like before the world like before the world collapsed because of the war but it's enough (laughs) um but funnily enough not funny to me but um even though Walt was, people were kind of blaming Pinocchio being released on the cusp of war for its failure. What happened is, just, for those of you who don't know American history, Pearl Harbor is the thing that brought America into World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, not long after Pearl Harbor, 500 American troops occupied Disney Studio to protect the surrounding aircraft factories. Huh? Walt, 
writes, Walt then received a call from the U.S. Navy who made him an offer. The Navy Department said, Mr. Disney, we want you to make films on aircraft identification and we want the first films in 90 days. And then Walt said, what will what will they cost? And they, he said, they have a budget of $80,000. Can you do it? And so Disney went on to produce multiple propaganda and technical productions for the government for the duration of the war, which helped his studio escape bankruptcy. Oh, that's wow. crazy not propaganda that's, films <laughs> right no <laughs> right right Wasn't disney so, a nazi sympathizer though i don't know i don't know okay. but there was a nazi sympathizer on set jack kinney the um, according to the sequels director from pinocchio jack kinney the voice of geppetto was a nazi sympathizer um he drove everybody crazy talking about the glories of adolf hitler but they eventually got back at his Nazi sympathizing ass when they were shooting the live action scene of Geppetto in the inside Monstro. They basically threw his ass all over the stage <laughs> <laughs> while he pretended to fish. And so that was one of them. Um, this is one of not um, only this is one of and maybe only one of the Disney films that have multiple villains in it. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about Disney films now, it's the protagonist versus the antagonist. Mm-hmm. There's Jafar and there's Jasmine and Aladdin, and then there's like Belle and the Beast and then the Curse. You know, there's like one mm-hmm. villain for everything. But in this story, we had Honest John, we had his assistant Gideon, we had Stromboli, um, we had the Coachman, we had you know the dude on Pleasure Island, we had Monstro. Like Pinocchio didn't get a fucking break. <laughs> Yeah, whatsoever. the world was out to get him <laughs> out for his neck and he's a child um, another interesting fact that I found um, the actor Thurl Ravenscroft um, is famous for voicing actors like Tony the Tiger, the captain from 100 Nominations, the Russian cats the Russian cat from the Aristocrats and one of the grinning ghosts in Haunted Imagine is responsible for all the whale sounds that Monstro made Oh wow! So Tony Wait. the Tiger and Monstro are the same person. Wow! Oh, wow! I wonder how old that man must have lived a long time because no, that's like real. a hundred year differences in content. <laughs> Could you imagine that on your resume? Whale sounds in <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So there are definitely some cut scenes from Pinocchio that you can find on Disney Plus. I think there's some deleted scenes that you can find. There's like songs that have been deleted from it. Um, scenes that include that were in. Um, um, I think scenes include a longer whale scene where they were actually <laughs> inside of Monstro talking about eating Cleo the fish. What? Oh my God. Nah, nah. Wait, 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 Tori. We need, we need to stop. We need to stop right now. That's uh, these people. Dark. What are the Walt? Walt needs to answer this. I know he's dead and he's been dead, but he needs to answer. What was he? What is he doing? What are these decisions, Fig- sir? Figaro and Geppetto were thinking about eating Cleo. What <laughs> survivor? Are we on? Are we on the real world? What? What is this? That's horrible. Well, that's what happens when you make your characters animals that can't be eaten. Because, like, True. what is the moral of the crowd? Also, um, oh, yeah. I Keep just, going. <laughs> no, I just want to say one more thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mean to cut you off. I just, 
I'm thinking about the alternate universe where Disney is a dark company that does children's movies to like tea where like actually Ariel dies on the water and it's like actually Disney doing dark stuff. And I'm like, what kind of timeline that possibly is? Yeah. Also, another thing um, that Figaro, the cat, was Walt Disney's favorite character. He pushed for the kitten to appear in the film as much as possible. And after Pinocchio, Disney swapped out Minnie Mouse's little crocker spaniel for Figaro. Oh. So that's an interesting thing. Um, I think the other deleted scene, I think, is like some alternate ending where um, Pin- Pinocchio admits to not deserving Geppetto. It was like kind of like a variation on that scene on the beach. But yeah, there's a lot of more interesting facts that you could find on um, different websites. Like a, a lot of the production for Pinocchio took them a very long time, but it was very um, innovative. And so that's how mm-hmm. pretty the um, the movie ended up being. But I definitely think that they just did some of that shit because they was like, look how cool our animation is. And also yeah. Walt was like a very art house guy. Like a lot of the movies that he was heavily involved with are kind of like, have no meeting no real storyline <laughs> like they don't have the disney formula whatsoever yeah, yeah. and so and then also i that is, i guess that is one point that a positive like these early movies so far are really pretty to look at like you can mm-hmm. tell the water because i think this is the first one where they did water extensively mm-hmm. like yes. the whole ocean imagining hand drawing water with no computers that that sounds like a headache so it i does. guess it was definitely it's um yeah. i guess like that's to me is like the shining beacon of this mm-hmm. like look at the effects they did a good job right 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 and so i mean it's just interesting because i know walt was problematic but you know a very problematic man a very problematic man but he was definitely somebody who was very artsy and it, it shows in the projects he was heavily involved with so now we're going to move on to the soundtrack And its impact from our lovely music lover, Nia. (laughs) Hello, hello. Yes, now it's my turn. And um, I wanted to do this part because I feel like the part of the important part of Disney movies is most of the time the music. And this movie's interesting because it kind of does the exact opposite of what Snow White did. I remember in our group watch, we were like, another song. (laughs) We just had a song. Like Snow White was like one big song because Mm -hmm. it was super influenced by musicals but i feel like walt was like okay this time let's focus more on the story and less on the music but the ironic thing is like when you wish upon a star is probably the only song that has withstood this movie Hmm. like there is nothing else in this soundtrack that has any impact but when you Mm -hmm. wish on the star is like the biggest of every disney song that's ever been recorded so it's wild because people don't even associate that song with this movie anymore. Oh, no. Like, I know I do. It's oh, right. no longer, yeah. it has legs of its own. Like, it's like the song that comes from just Disney in general, the company. But if you ask them, what's, what movie does it come from? They're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. So mostly the soundtrack I'm going to be talking about just when you wish upon a star, because I feel like that is the, that is the soundtrack low key. Like, <laughs> there's nothing... I mean, no shade to the other songs. I just think that that is what made this soundtrack a thing. Um, so mm-hmm. it was written by Ned Washington and Lee Harline. Um, I believe that Washington was a well-known composer for films at the time, but Harline was just a regular staff writer. So Harline struck gold. Um, and then 
Cliff Edwards was the one who also sang the song and he is Jiminy Cricket. So he was, um, so it's almost like he became the voice of Disney since mm-hmm. when you wish upon a star is Disney, his voice mm. and his version is Disney. So I guess that's why his, like, I honestly, I feel like that's why Jiminy Cricket is remembered at all. Like, mm. <laughs> because he is the voice of it. And that song is just so famous. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry to cut, cut, but I just thought about something else that I didn't put into the uh, production facts. But Walt was very upset with the first rendition of Jiminy because it looked like an actual cricket, and it was gross oh, wow. to him. So they changed <laughs> it. <laughs> like they thought a lot about how the characters ended up looking, and so I was just thinking about that. But now Jiminy is like immortalized as like the voice mm-hmm. of Disney. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, and this is also the first um, movie, a Disney movie, to have one best song at the Oscars, which I think is mm. wild because Snow White, I'm not going to lie, Snow White, a few songs had like Oscar potential to me, like Someday My Prince Will Come or like Whistle While You Work or Smile and like that kind of stuff I feel like could have won, but they, the Academy was like, nope, <laughs> but they liked When You Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> They're like, this is what we want. So mm. um, that it's because the song won an Oscar in 1940, which is the same year. So they, Disney was like, oh, people are liking this. And so Disney, when the parks became a thing, um, they, mm. they made this the song that you heard when you stepped in the park. So they oh, said they okay. did that because they wanted you to get that magical feeling of dreams when you stepped into a <laughs> Disney theme park. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so That's it's very like psychology driven. Right. <laughs> Walt with his like, Oh, I'm going to play an Epcot like that. Like the man was meticulous, <laughs> but um, uh, no shade. I know some people are like Walt worshipers out there, but do you, but um, so then besides that, besides the song being a massive success and Disney putting it in their parks, they did, um, also put it i don't know everyone's seen it the melody is on disney's intros for the any film that you see that has the disney logo it plays in the background so it's that when you see a movie from pixar or whatever and you see like that opening castle that's what the song is played at so it's now associated with everything that disney ever puts out um and interesting thing I found like for other countries, they think the song is like a Christmas song. And for like in Japan, Norway, Finland, Sweden, and Denmark, they think it's like, because the way it's translated, like in in Ah. English, it kind of just sounds very vaguely, what do you call it? Kid-like? Yeah. yeah. But in other countries, it translates more about being the star in the sky that kind of ties into like the star of Bethlehem in some version. So it like it's people associate it with Christmas and which oh. is interesting. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, it doesn't give me Christmas Carol vibes though. Like it gives no, me, it give me music. No one is so, out here on your doorsteps singing when you wish upon the star. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> like, um, right. Like Christmas it just doesn't killer, give me that vibe. Carolers are not out here. Like when you wish, no, nobody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why I was like, Hmm. But I mean, that's cool though. Like that it can, that translations can cause it to have a different meaning. But, mm-hmm. um, but like now I think the song is almost like, it doesn't really matter if you like it or not. It's just everywhere. Like if you, if you think of Disney, this is the song that you're going to think of most likely first or in the top five, because like it's, 
the it was preserved in 2009 in the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically important. And the American Film Institute deemed the song as the seventh in their greatest 100 songs list, period. Not just animation, like period. Um, so I definitely think... Yes, it was Disney getting validation from the Oscars, but it, I think it was also Disney pushed the heck out of this song. Like they right. put it everywhere. It, they like any place that had to do with Disney, they were playing it. They they wanted people to remember this, and I think it's like I don't know if it's because the I think the song is a great song, but I definitely think it's because Disney pushed it so much that it got so famous. And I got those facts from songfacts.com and the Disney wiki. So, um, yeah, that's just my interesting thing about that. I do think the best part about Pinocchio is when you wish upon a star because it's not, um, it's almost like it doesn't associate itself with Pinocchio. Like Mm -hmm. when you listen to the songs from Snow White, it's about Snow White wanting the prince so it's like it's attached to that movie but this song is like you can put this in frozen (laughs) you can put this in moana like it doesn't it doesn't need a movie yeah to be associated with it seems like um even though the movie itself did terribly music wise it was a hit like it did well yeah Mm. yeah and i think it's because of this song because i don't think the you got no strings like that's not that, that one that Pinocchio <laughs> sang, like, that's, right. it, it, I don't think anybody's like, now that's a bop. <laughs> like, right. but I think it's because this movie, the When You Wish Upon a Star was so well-written. And I think mm-hmm. Disney was like, okay, we we struck gold on that one. We, the movie might have flopped, eh, but the song, that's a good one. So, like, also, um, like also like you were saying i don't think i remember any other song besides wishing upon a star because mm-hmm. like because honestly remember the beginning when geppetto was having that musical moment it, it almost ended in like 30 seconds like it's like they didn't make full songs when they were right. making the soundtrack they were just like one song two songs get full songs and everything else is just like interludes kind of mm-hmm. right, so right, right. it's hard for an interlude to get noticed yeah yeah that's really interesting but do y'all like the song like would you consider it a really good song the eh. wish upon the star <laughs> when you wish upon the star <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really um <laughs> I not mean, the men the collective my way to listen to but right. i can see the cultural relevance and significance because like yeah. like you said it's like on every single disney like produced by Disney Studios movie with the castle like that's like when I first mm-hmm. heard that song I did not know it came from Pinocchio I always assumed that it was just Disney's theme song overall mm-hmm. right but um you said yeah. he used that song in t- when they went to his parks right yeah right. okay but if I was like five years old and I was entering like Disney World and that song was playing I would feel like it's a magical place I'll give him that yeah but that definitely yeah definitely Very true. definitely true yeah i think it it it's a great brand to have the dun, 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 like it's like it, yeah i can hum the song because it's probably been ingrained in my brain <laughs> right it's like it's like somewhere over the rainbow it's like it's bigger than the entity itself like it's like a yes. a song that lived that will live beyond the the art that it came from right yeah right very much so i'm 
Disney, I don't, I wonder if, I want to kind of look into this. Maybe we'll do this in the next podcast. But, like, what was standard film at that time? Like, to compare it to, like, what mm. Disney was Okay. Because he just said, I can give you a little bit more insight on that, though. Um, uh, you can't. But sorry to cut you off. Yeah, keep, go ahead. Finish what you said. Because I was just thinking, like, they were, like, Disney was mad because Gone with the Wind was, um, was, a box office hit at that time and i'm wondering if a lot of these movies came out during the musical golden era because there was a golden era in the like late in like mid hollywood where everybody was just making movies that had music in it so i'm wondering if disney saw that and that's why there's so much music in these films because there's a lot of disney movies where i can think of that don't well, no, most Disney movies have music in it, but like even like Lilo and Stitch, it wasn't a musical movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's definitely two types of Disney movies now. The ones that have like a booming soundtrack and the ones that kind of are more focused on storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if at that time it was the musical movies that were booming. So that's what Walt wanted to make. And that's what he started to make. Yeah. And like just to like answer your question like I'm, I'm not a I'm a I like film but I mm-hmm. haven't studied I haven't watched a lot of early film but right. from what I remember from classes and what I would look at on Wikipedia a lot of films because the silent era was over like the technology became in like the 30s developed sound so mm-hmm. they so as a result they were like the easiest way to m- turn a movie to come up with new content was to turn musicals into movies. So they would make like, so they, cause it was like theater already existed. So it was like, we can just translate that to the big screen and we have sound. Let's make it extravagant. Let's make it look like a theater, a play on stage because in the silent era, they had to be almost like caricatures, like cartoon, like Charlie Chaplin and all them were like cartoon characters more than they were just actors because they were doing a lot of slapstick it was all comedy based for the most part um so when the sound came in and when technicolor came in they were like let's Mm. make this visually and audibly like amazing so Mm. in this like in the 40s and when in like the 30s and a little bit of 50s too they were just like give us musicals give us nothing but musicals and so and a lot of historical stuff. So a lot of Jesus movies, a lot of Cleopatra movies. Jesus like, movies. Yeah, a lot I of- I forgot Greek... about that. Oh my God, you're unlocking so many memories <laughs> from my minor as a film right. person. Like, there was like, a lot of Jesus films. A lot, lots of Jesus movies. A lots of like Noah's Ark, like, like the Odyssey, like mm. anything that had to do with like the Romans and like all that kind of stuff was getting made because they were like let's make it look amazing because we have color now we have sound we have all these things and so disney was kind of just like doing that same thing but in animation right that's interesting thank you so much nia yes yes. that was i'm glad we're gonna make sure we do music on all of the episodes now so that's good um now we can move on to the origins of Pinocchio because as you all know Disney didn't come up with the original idea for any of this show (laughs) (laughs) take it away Mary okay so I read the 
um, original story of Pinocchio. I got the PDF form mm-hmm. from the University of Chicago's online free educational resource, the Fathom Archive. Okay, so Very the cool. original story is written by the Italian author Carlo Collodi. Carlo Carodi wrote mm. the original novel in installments in an Italian magazine in 1881, and it was published as a book two years later. Okay, so here we go. Mm. The PDF, I would like to let you know, was 128 pages. So this is a very rough <laughs> summary. If you're like... Thank you, Marin. <laughs> Thank you. Like, there's some missing information. Yeah, I just didn't include it. Okay, so... The story starts off with um, one day a piece of wood is found in an old carpenter's house. This carpenter is carpenter is known as Mastro Antonio, who also goes by the name Mastro Cherry. Mastro Cherry wants to use the wood to make a leg for a table. And right as he's about to chop the wor- wood, he hears a voice cry out. He's confused because he's alone in his house and he doesn't know where it's coming from. But since he can't find it, can't find um, the source of the the voice he ignores is and continues to chop the wood, but when he chops it, he hears the piece of wood scream, which causes him to faint. He then wakes up. That's not scary yeah. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> After he wakes up from his little fainting spell, there's a knock on the door and in comes in Geppetto, who is known in the original story to have a bad temper. Geppetto tells Master Cherry of his plan mm-hmm. to build a wooden mar- marionette that he can use to earn money by... Uh, traveling the world with it master cherry so then very quickly decides to give geppetto the piece of wood that caused him to faint so geppetto goes home and starts that was (laughs) go on sorry (laughs) wait a second 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 so for the beginning of the story everybody is sus as fuck geppetto ain't shit and then master cherry was like oh since you ain't shit here's this screaming piece of wood (laughs) Like there's like, like there's like I'm there's like listen a whole part where like Geppetto and Master Cherry like literally beat each other up because they're fighting and stuff like that and what? then they oh fight God. each other they fight each other twice and then apologize twice and then that's when Geppetto says I want a piece of wood to go make a marionette and then he hands him Master Cherry hands him the talking piece of wood so yeah wow <laughs> so, <laughs> no because how did Walt Disney read this and be like this would make a perfect animation oh, oh, just, movie. oh just wait exactly. but um I forgot to ask this. did anybody else read the original storyline no okay. no okay okay I honestly, I just saw I videos on the original storyline but I didn't like read the actual okay book. good that's good <laughs> so this is gonna be surprising so geppetto this is way more dramatic than i thought (laughs) right (laughs) so geppetto goes home starts carving the wood and decides to call the um marionette pinocchio he carves eyes a nose and a mouth and he notices that the eyes stare at him that the nose grows long or whatever but he just simply ignores it and so he carves legs for Pinocchio and teaches him how to walk. And as soon as Pinocchio gets a grasp on walking, he runs away. So as Pinocchio is running, yeah, running away, the, the nightmare is made of <laughs> Pinocchio is running away. And um, Geppetto, I believe is like yelling at people in the crowd, like, please catch him. And no, everybody's laughing because they're see- seeing this wooden marionette, marionette just run. And, but Pinocchio eventually uh-huh. is caught by a policeman and is returned to Geppetto. 
as Geppetto drags Pinocchio wow. back to his house, Pinocchio makes a scene out of this in the middle of the street because he doesn't want to go home. And so a crowd forms around Pinocchio. A cap. <laughs> a crowd forms around <laughs> Pinocchio and Geppetto. And the crowd, thinking that Geppetto would abuse Pinocchio, basically get Geppetto sent to jail. So okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> things, things are, <laughs> things are different. And so <laughs> this is. <laughs> I just want to know how you spin the film out of this. I'm sorry, we gonna keep interrupting you. But no, it's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so Pinocchio now free from what the fuck? <laughs> free from any adult that's gonna tell him what to do is just you know running around the town and eventually heads back heads back home and which is where he meets the talking cricket. The talking cricket cricket lectures Pinocchio on not obeying his parents, and Pinocchio says he doesn't care. He's planning to leave the home anyway because if he stays, he'll end up having to go to school like other chicken children. Then. The, the, cricket, <laughs> the cricket continues to lecture Pinocchio and Pinocchio gets so angry that he throws a hammer at the cricket and the cricket dies. <gasps> Period. Wow. I knew that was happening. I knew that was happening because that's actually in all of these like Pinocchio facts you didn't know. And I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> Jiminy didn't even exist. <laughs> wild. So, I mean, can you blame him? Like, this cricket is no. talking to you and you're just like, get out of my face. <laughs> so... Later on, Pinocchio gets hungry and he goes around the house, realizes nothing to eat and begins to cry because he knows that if he had just listened to his father and everything, he wouldn't be hungry at home. So Pinocchio goes out into the town because he is so hungry. He knocks on a random door and asks this man for some bread. And the man um, goes back into his house, goes up to the window and tells him to... um, like stick out his hat but like or something like that but pinocchio only has his hand thinking he'll drop some bread but the man pours water on pinocchio's head instead and so pinocchio goes back pause, home pause. yes pause these are the same <laughs> villagers that just got geppetto arrested because they thought they were going to abuse pinocchio yes the fuck <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and so um, you pinocchio <laughs> heads back home now wet and hungry and miserable And he just falls asleep while resting his feet on a stove, but his feet burn up and all that's left is ashes. And in the morning, Geppetto returns home. Yeah. From jail? (laughs) Yeah, from jail. I guess he's released. He just comes home. So Geppetto, um, once he's finally in the house, sees what has happened to Pinocchio's feet. He feels terrible for Pinocchio. And Pinocchio tells him about his entire night, about like the man throwing water on him and how he was hungry. Geppetto feels bad and he offers Pinocchio some pears, but Pinocchio says he will not eat them unless they are peeled. So Geppetto peels the pear for Pinocchio. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Um, so Geppetto decides to, uh, makes feats for Pinocchio and to show his gratitude, Pinocchio tells Geppetto he will go to school. So Geppetto makes clothes from things around him for Pinocchio and he decides to sell his only coat for Pinocchio so he can buy him an ABC book, you know, like a loving father. Uh And so... The next day, Pinocchio walks to schools and he hears some pipes. And instead of going to schools, he goes in the direction that he's hearing these pipes. And he realizes it's coming for a marionette theater, but he needs four pennies to get into the theater. So he sells his ABC book to go inside and watch it. 
I'm sorry. Well, you said pipes. I immediately thought like kitchen sink pipes and not <laughs> no. like an organ. No. Pipes. <laughs> I was like, pipes? What the fuck? You get distracted by pipes? No, you probably would. So, right? This part <laughs> is kind of confusing, but like when Pinocchio enters a theater, the marionettes recognize him and they're so happy to see him. They're like my brother marionette that they stop. Um, acting and they're just rejoicing and having seeing him and the crowd gets angry that the wooden marionettes are not acting so the director comes out and yells at them all the marionettes to get back into acting after the play the directors tell the marionettes to bring pinocchio so he can use him as firewood i'm sorry <laughs> what? I, I, a lot just happened yeah. Two yeah. first of all <laughs> the other marionettes are alive second right, of all is not special <laughs> Second of all, you have a walking, talking marionette. You're gonna throw him in the fire and not utilize. Anyway, is this the universe where we're we're talking marionettes are just like dogs on the street? Uh, Are they just everywhere? And so, Pinocchio is obviously crying because he doesn't want to die. And the director, seeing this, um, changes his mind and decides not to use Pinocchio's firewood, but then tells the other marionettes to bring another wooden marionette to instead use him as firewood um pinocchio begs the Uh, director please don't use him use me instead and after seeing pinocchio's bravery the director decides not to use any marionette as firewood for that night for that day only (laughs) not not just for the day so you'll have to think on it tomorrow (laughs) no that's oh my god (laughs) the director gives pinocchio five gold pieces to give to his father and so Pinocchio heads home, uh-huh. but on his way, he meets a cat and a fox. The cat and the fox convince Pinocchio to follow them by telling him how to get more gold. That night, Pinocchio, the cat, and the fox des- t- decide to stop at an inn. At midnight, Pinocchio realizes the fox and the cat had left, so he continues on his journey alone to the Field of Wonders. This is when Pinocchio is jumped by two assassins. The assassins. Wait, assassins. Oh, assassins. <laughs> assassins. What are we reading? I tell you, it just gets what dark. Are we Is this Kingdom of Hearts? What the fuck kind of bullshit? Not the heartless. <laughs> what is happening? So the assassins um decide to hang Pinocchio, hoping for him to die so they can take his gold coins. <laughs> So Pinocchio- just rob the boy. Yeah, <laughs> just rob the boy and run. <laughs> Pinocchio ends up being saved by a maiden who is also a fairy. Like her name switches on later on to the story as the fairy instead of the maiden, and she calls a falcon to save Pinocchio. The Pinocchio, uh, the maiden tries to give Pinocchio some medicine, but he refuses to drink it because it's bitter. As Pinocchio continues to refuse the medicine, four black rabbits appear with a coffin and say that if Pinocchio does not drink the medicine, he will die. So Pinocchio ends up drinking the medicine because he does not want to die. (laughs) The threats! The threats! (laughs) Once he is better, Pinocchio runs um, to go find his father. But on his path again, he runs into the cat and fox who convince him to follow, who convince him again to follow um, them to the field of wonders. So Pinocchio... Re- this is that wow. Snow White thing. Getting tricked again by the same villain. Yeah. How the fuck? <laughs> Pinocchio right? um, gets to the field of wonders with the cat and the fox. And he buries his coins. 
and hopes for a tree filled with gold to grow because that's what the fox and cat told him would happen. But instead, no tree grows, and he finds out finds out from a parrot on a branch that the cat and fox stole his gold coins. So Pinocchio runs to the courthouse to tell the magistrate magistrate what happened, but is instead sent to prison and released four months later. I'm sorry. Yeah, what, you have to explain uh, that. Why the fuck is he going to prison? No, <laughs> He's a child. I, what? I, I, I should have, if I had time, I would have gone to try to understand that part of the story, but it made no sense. Literally, he goes to the magistrate and is like, they stole my shit and everything. And then he's like, okay. He's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. He, okay, so he went to prison for the crime of foolishness. Oh, like, what happened okay, okay. was basically the magistrate what? was like... Not the blame. Well, the judge was trying to... They felt sympathetic yeah, towards Pinocchio because he did get conned. But in the town that they're in, being... It's like, I can't remember what it was called, but it's something about being, like, foolish. And, like, the crime he committed was being foolish. So oh, they arrested yeah. him for that, even though it's really stupid. Absolutely but. not. This is Victor. <laughs> thank you uh decoria for that mm-hmm. but um so pinocchio once he's free runs to the maiden's house who's uh, who's known as a fairy as well but along the way meets a serpent he asks the serpent to move but it doesn't move so pinocchio trying to hop over the serpent ends up falling headfirst into mud and the serpent lasts for so long um and this was written just like this in the story he bursts an artery and dies and then <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio continues. We're getting on. biblical here, like <laughs> Pinocchio continues on, only to be caught in a trap set by a farmer. Um, the farmer decides. Jesus Christ! <laughs> can y'all let the boy live? <laughs> the farmer decides to use Pinocchio as his watchdog, and Pinocchio cries, saying, "You know that everything that's happened to him, he deserves because he's not a good boy. Doesn't listen to his parents and all of that." Um, Pinocchio catches the thieves who were taking the farmer's chickens and so the farmer decides to set him free a little good so Pinocchio finds out that the maiden has died and a pigeon tells him that uh, his father is out in the ocean looking for him his father is going out to the new world to try to find Pinocchio because he's looked everywhere around him and can't find him so Pinocchio goes to the shore sees his father and jumps into the water but his father's already too far out, so he has no chance of catching up to him. And Pinocchio swims up to an island. Pinocchio is so hungry, and he asked the people on the island for a penny. But they all said said that they would only give it to him if he worked. But Pinocchio said that he did not want to work, so none of them ever give him any money to get food. Um, a woman gives Pinocchio some food and water, and he finds out that it's a maiden that he thought had died. The maiden or the fairy promises Pinocchio he will become a boy if he if he is obedient. Pinocchio uh, then goes to school, you know, to be obedient, but is bullied, and so he fights back and wins everyone's respect. And when I say fight, he didn't beat a bunch of people up. He just like, huh? He was being like, oh. they said like Pinocchio was being tricked and all these all these things. But what he did was like he just like kicked one of them in the shin or something, and he got their respect. Um, Pinocchio is convinced by some friends to skip school and go see the big shark near the shore. Pinocchio finds out that he was tricked by his friends because they don't like how hard he tries in school. And so he mocks them and a fight breaks out. One of the, one of his friends or bullies is knocked out by a book, which he did not throw. And Pinocchio 
all the other all the other bullies desert the guy that's knocked out and Pinocchio's like holding his body and crying and a policeman sees Pinocchio with a knocked out boy and is almost sent to jail but Pinocchio runs away the policeman again a cab this is jail experiences so Pinocchio runs away and the policeman sends a dog to chase Pinocchio but the dog follows Pinocchio into the ocean and can't swim so Pinocchio saves the dog the dog says that Pinoc- that because Pinocchio saved him, when the time comes for Pinocchio to need him, he will be there. Pinocchio ends up being caught by a fisherman who plans to fry him up, thinking he's a wooden, he's a wooden marionette <gasps> fish, oh my and he wants to eat him. But Pinocchio is now saved by the dog what he just saved. <laughs> and Pinocchio, after being saved by the dog, returns to the house of the maiden. Um. Pinocchio promises to behave himself, and he does for a year. So the maiden tells him that the next day she will turn him into a real boy. Uh, Pinocchio, the next day, the next day goes to try to find his best friend, and his, when he finds him, his friend tries to convince him to go to the land of toys with him, where no boy has to study or go to school. A wagon being pulled by donkeys arrives, and Pinocchio decides to go to get on the wagon and to go to the land of the toys. Since there's no space in the wagon because it's just filled with like a bunch of little boys, he tries to ride a donkey, but they kick him. Seeing this, the coachman gets down and bites off the donkey's ear. One of the donkeys warns. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, are you kidding me? Literally, the book describes him of the coachman walks up so lovingly next to the up to the donkey's ear and bites his ear off. I was like, what? That's Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) And so. Um, the donkeys warn one of the donkeys warns Pinocchio of what happens to boys who only do things they like. Um, the te- the coachman tells Pinocchio to ignore the donkey, and so Pinocchio does, and they finally reach the land of the toys. After months of playing, one day Pinocchio and his friend turn into donkeys. Pinocchio is then sold to a circus owner where he is trained for three months in order to become the perfect circus donkey. But during his little like circus act, he hurts his legs and a doctor says he would be, he would limp for the rest of his life. So the circus owner decides to sell Pinocchio in his donkey form to another man who ties, (laughs) who wraps a rock around Pinocchio and throws him over a cliff so he will die. And so that way he can use his donkey skin for his drum. Man, 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 wait. (laughs) How does that make no sense? If you just wanted his skin, you could just kill him and skin him. But why would you throw him off a cliff? Because he said he didn't want to be dramatic. This is just. He he wanted to give him, show him mercy instead of, you know, like, I don't know, using a knife and just butchering him up. So does he throw him into water or just throw him off a cliff? Sorry, he throws him off a cliff into the ocean. And so, um,. When Pinocchio's thrown into the ocean, um, the f- the maiden or the fairy calls on some fishes to eat Pinocchio's donkey form away so that all that's left is his wooden marion- marionette form. And so once he's no longer a donkey, Pinocchio swims further out into the ocean only to be eaten by the large shark. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Not being eaten. (laughs) So inside this large shark, Pinocchio finds his father, Geppetto. 
Um, Pinocchio and Geppetto escape from inside the shark by swimming out from inside it while the shark is sleeping because the shark has to um, sleep, I believe, with its mouth open because it has asthma. <laughs> not an asthmatic shark. <laughs> with the help of not a an fish, asthmatic shark. With That's... the help of a fish, Pinocchio oh and God. Geppetto reach land. For five months, Geppetto, uh, Pinocchio goes to draw water for a farmer who gives him cl- a glass of milk for his father, so his father can regain his strength because his dad was inside the shark for two years. So Pinocchio learns to Two read. Years? Yeah, Pinocchio learns to read and write, and like some other trades. And on one day, on his way to buy a new suit, he hears that the maiden is sick, and so he gives all the money he was going to use to buy his suit to help her. The next day, Pinocchio wakes up, and he is finally a real boy. The end. <laughs> I love Mary. how on our script it says pause for reactions, but we reacted all throughout that. Because okay. no, <laughs> I. what (laughs) what (laughs) why is that a whole season of an hbo show why is that 24 episodes (laughs) it's so much no because like it's so much but also like i now i understand why walt looked at this and said this could be a kids movie but at the same time there is no morals in this story how are y'all gonna blame a boy who just got turned into a live Okay. For like, okay, so he wouldn't take the medicine, but he followed the fox and the cat. Like, make it make sense. Like he would, like he wouldn't do anything that was considered good because he's supposed to obey. But he would follow strangers. Like, yeah. Right? Can I please? I just, I just go on, Nia. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I, you know, I was, I was just gonna keep saying words. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I have to read y'all a review I saw off the original story. This person's like. I like okay. I like the book because <laughs> Disney tried to pass off Pinocchio as a wholesome story. Um, my son read this and is permanently traumatized. And every time he gets mad at me, I force him to read <laughs> Pinocchio, and he is suddenly a lot more obedient. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, y'all. I, I. It's like Disney was like, take this story and but make it make it less creepy. Two acts <laughs> instead of thirty acts. Yeah, it was so long. I just. But here's the thing, like, even okay. Now I just want to talk about the interpretation of what Disney did. Like, can we compare like um, the whole part about them going to the land of the lost toys mm-hmm. was turned into Pleasure Island, and right? then the person who would the villain is no longer like the kids just being like, let's go do bad shit. It's a literal whole offender pedophile being like let's take these kids and kidnap them and shit like how did that translate like what how'd y'all get from like boys will be boys type of like boys go do rowdy shit when they're young because they do like all kids do now i can see why like predatory (laughs) now i can see why he threw out so many um why he threw out so many scripts like you have to rewrite this so many times (laughs) to turn into what he just turned it into like and even then, exactly. he missed the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> but I also feel like the original story missed the bar, too, because they're just like, Give, here's everything. Here's everything. Oh, my God. I, I'm still, like, in shock, and it kind of makes me want to look and see if there's a movie out there or a show or something that has captured that sort of mm-hmm. nonsensical vibe that the original book is giving. Because, like, I wonder if that movie trailer I sent y'all did it. There's an Italian film it's, 
that it got still feels really kiddie though. Yeah, it's Pinocchio that came out like last year. But I guess it's still kind of giving you kind of like the fantasy of it all. Because mm. looking at this shit, like, I would never think of it. First of all, this being written to be like, I don't, I wonder if the original writer was writing it for kids. He was. I guess so. It, it, he was. The books were for children. It's just, I think that maybe back then in like the 1800s, kids' stories were a lot darker than they are now. Right, right. Because if you right. think about the stories we got read as a kid that were created for our generations, they're mm. not nearly this dark. So. <laughs> no, they're like good night moon and stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? I mean, well, no, the giving tree is kind of traumatic, low key, but <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all, I, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I get if this was for kids, but what is what are kids going to take away besides That's just the thing. like he was just be obedient? Okay. So like be basically, obedient. he just randomly wrote this story. He was an actual woodcarver, and he wrote this story because he wanted to, like, uh-huh. and it, it was for kids. And then what happened is like the story got so famous that publishers were like, "Okay, we like this. Can you make like fifteen more chapters and lighten it up a little bit?" And so he did. Mm. Oh, interesting. So there's more after what Marin said. There's like a whole bunch of other Pinocchio stories that this <laughs> same guy Pinocchio, wrote. Not the Pinocchio cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm thinking though? If somebody wanted to turn this into a video game, I feel like it'd be a really dark, creepy fairy tale video game. I'm True. Like, like almost, uh, I don't know if y'all know this. It's Alice. Um, it's like a game from like 2010 and it was on like the Xbox and PlayStation, but it was very much like the original how Alice in Wonderland was supposed to feel mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of like the the Disney washed. I'm gonna call it Disney washed, Disney washed versions. But y'all, I'm, I'm shook. Like I knew that Snow White, Snow White wasn't really dark. I mean, it was dark. But it it stills giving fairy tale like it's still giving yeah. princess like kingdoms yeah. like and I guess like yes it's dark like the like in a way but it's not giving <laughs> jail time and being Abuse. burned alive Dude, like domestic violence like, and shit right Pinocchio is not like a fairy tale or like a folk tale at all it's just a story somebody made right. <laughs> So it's a different, it doesn't like have that generational kind of passage down kind of feel to it. Cause you could tell this is like, honestly, this sounds like the story making of somebody who was smoking on some good green and then decided <laughs> to make a story. It was like yes. them getting eaten by a shark and living in their belly for two years makes sense. Let's do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Like that's, that's interesting. I'm but like it's still odd this is so interesting but like my biggest thing is why did you change the land of toys into pleasure island like the creepiness of that is just we'll talk about that making it a middle age like it's 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 very i feel like it was deliberate like they were like it could be that the time they were living in where like was it that pedophiles and child kidnappers were a thing in the in disney i mean i don't know know. i don't know i just feel like that changed like it could have been more poignant if disney was just like land of ice cream or land of like toys like that keeps it childy i feel like he was really trying to scare kids into just not being bad maybe i don't know because like from watching the movie it felt like more of like if you go out and do bad things you're gonna be human trafficked or something like that (laughs) right right 
But right. like even then, the messaging from the characters that were supposed to be good, like the Blue Fairy, they were blaming the kids for being kidnapped. And I'm like, wait a second, that's not how this works, right? Like, like going, going out, getting... like missing school is a bad thing. Getting kidnapped and being brought to a place called Pleasure Island is a different tier. <laughs> oh bad. yeah, and yeah. I forgot too something I read. It was from the YouTube channel John Solo. I think he was saying that basically the what pinocchio was supposed to teach is basically like if you try to do things the easy way and like not do hard work and not like you know apply yourself and want to go off and have fun and everything then bad things will happen to you so it's not particularly like just like very oh, capitalist you you're yeah. bad yeah exactly mm. exactly that well, you need to work hard. You don't again. need to go out and just play all yeah. the time, stuff like that. Not, not of course, Disney with again the anti-union propaganda. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> sir. Like, we get it. You don't want to pay your workers. Like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> oh God, that's see. Ah, but at the same time, it's like I get that sort of like. I guess the messaging for kids, but they're kids. They're supposed to be having fun and doing stuff like that's right. what childhood is about. You don't want your kids to be working in the coal mines. You don't want it. <laughs> you want the kids to like play with toys. But back then, kids were working in the mines. And- oh, right. right. <laughs> kids so, were having full time jobs. Right. Also, something that I wanted to um, point out is that me and um. Marin are both watching the nanny right now and Marin, i don't know if you've noticed this but they would they're like grown adults were going on dates to the movies to watch disney movies like in the show in the show oh i was like, not paying attention to that so like there's an episode of the nanny this is because what we, what we always talk about is that are some of these disney movies actually promoted as kids movies and i guess you can't say that because of their they're like big things on morals and good and bad and right and wrong and stuff like that but like there's an episode of the nanny in like season three where she goes out with this guy named tony he's supposed to be in the mob but they went to go see beauty and the beast and i was sitting here like so (laughs) (laughs) so for how long was disney films just a film and then for how Mm. long did disney films just turn into a kid empire Mm. so that makes me think because Because like no, I know ahead. our generation who was who grew up with the golden era of Disney and Disney Channel still have a like sometimes like if a Disney film is coming out in theaters like I went to go see Jungle Book live oh, 100%. in theaters I will go and see it right mm. so like I'm I'm wondering I don't know so that that's makes a good me question how they tone and content their videos because we know that some cartoon people who do children's content definitely put in jokes for adults yeah they definitely make part of the content for adults because i know it's going to go over the children's heads low-key i'm feeling like low-key when you said that tori i'm thinking about other animation studios like warner brothers mgm tom and jerry was very adult like they were it was just violent beating you tom and jerry (laughs) beating each other up in very elaborate ways like i'm thinking I, i i actually feel like that animation being for kids thing is pretty like within the last 25 years like i'm feeling like that's a recent thing like yes i guess sunday the saturday morning cartoons thing maybe made it more for kids because kids would wake up in summer vacation on saturday mornings and watch cartoons but like Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like animation disney has contributed contributed to making animation seem like a thing for kids but i do think the nanny when was the nanny in the 80s 
the 90s 90s yeah i feel like mid 80s 90s something like that yeah and i and i think um from what i read about beauty and the beast that movie kind of transcended animation in a way Mm -hmm. like it kind of folks that were just liking that movie in general so maybe it was just because that's a love story at the end of the day right and I guess it, and it was the start of the Renaissance. Well, Little Mermaid was the start of Renaissance, but Beauty and the Beast was like the the big moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe it's just that in recent years, people have made animation like a thing that kids are supposed to watch or that mm-hmm. if you're an adult, you shouldn't watch this. But that's whack. Like, don't deprive yourself just because you're older of good content. Like, if it's good right. and you like it, just watch it. And I think these last few years with like places like Pixar and other studios and like even the world of anime we definitely realized that something animation is not kid like because i'm right. definitely not gonna let my kids watch attack on fucking titan to like- <laughs> <laughs> exactly or have them watch like like death parade and stuff like no th- these aren't for children these are for adults so, or young adults yeah yeah so that's real interesting that's fascinating. I don't know. I wonder. I want to know from people who love Pinocchio. Like, why do you love it? Wait, like, Pinocchio let stands. <laughs> let us know Pinocchio in the comments. Stands. Do y'all have a fandom name? Are you called like the <laughs> or some shit? The Marionettes. Like, That's I just want to know why this is your favorite childhood movie. I want right. to know that. Please and thank yeah. you. Now we're going to uh, move on to variations. This is our variations corner brought to you by Decoria, where she goes into like similar stories or adaptations of the original source material. Okay, so unlike other Disney stories or specifically like Snow White and stuff like that, Pinocchio is once again not like a folktale or fairy tale or anything like that. So there mm-hmm. aren't many variations of the story in like history or other countries' mythology and stuff like that. There's no ancient origins or anything. <laughs> so there have been retellings of the story, additions to it, and stories that were inspired by the original work. I'm only going to mm. go into two today, which is good for like time reasons anyway. But um <laughs> So my sources are from the YouTube channel, The Little Big Screen, specifically the video titled History of Astro Boy, um, the Pinocchio Wikipedia page, the Adventure of Buratino's Wikipedia page, and the Astro Boy's Wikipedia page. And I searched for like a long time to just try to see if there was like any work out there that was like pre-Pinocchio the original story just to see if that guy Colodi pulled it from somewhere else and um, he mm-hmm. really just made this up in his mind like, <laughs> there's nothing tell. else we can tell we can tell <laughs> <laughs> alright so the first one is kind of the Russian Pinocchio it's called the Golden Key or Adventures of Bur- Burantino. Um Burantino basically comes from the word Burantino literally the same word just an extra T and it means wooden doll in Italian. Mm-hmm. And so it was written by Aleski Tolstoy in 1936. And basically what he alleges, uh, you're going to see why I say allegedly in a little bit, but <laughs> he's saying that he came up with, he read Pinocchio as a child, right? And he lost the book. And so when he got older and got married and had children, 
he wanted to come up with a story to tell his kids every time before they went to sleep. And so he started telling them Pinocchio from how he remembered it and like adding like little stuff here and there and like renditions of it and making up his own story with the Pinocchio characters. Mm-hmm. And his stories were so loved by his children that he decided, okay, I'm going to write this down and publish it. And so he did that and it got very popular. Now, historians have kind of gone back and looked at what he said. And apparently mm-hmm. Pinocchio, when it got translated to other languages to be re- to be read in other countries, he wasn't a child by the time that that Ooh. book was available in Russia. So they're oh, like, wow. mm, did you really read it as a child? Like, that doesn't really make sense. Mm. Call but- him 4K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's point true what's false. This is just what I read. Like, put a disclaimer there. I don't want his family to sue or anything like that. They hear Ooh. us, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what was said about you online, Mr. Tavolsky and your family, or Tolstoy and your family. So you got to address that with those people. Mm. Um, So... There are so many similarities between this story and Pinocchio that it's almost the same. Because once again, he just retold Pinocchio and just added more stuff to it and just changed the characters' names. But some of the main differences are um, the main character, Brotino, Pinocchio, his nose is not long because he lies. His nose is just slop, is just long because of Papa Carlo's sloppy woodwork. And so that's the father in this story. So his woodwork mm-hmm. was bad, so that's why his nose is long. It's not because he lies or anything like that. And this Pinocchio character is actually much kinder than the original Pinocchio and is like a generally well-behaved child compared to the original Pinocchio, which is pretty funny. Um and also he doesn't really change as a person in the story like Pinocchio did. He kind of just continues to act the same, but once again, he wasn't like a badass little kid like Pinocchio was. So <laughs> mm. And so, basically, in the story, Papa Carlos sells his only good jacket when Brotino comes to life, which happens just randomly. Like, it doesn't really explain why he came to life. And he sells his good jacket so Brotino has books to go to school with, kind of similar to the original Pinocchio. And so, instead of going to school, Brotino ends up going to a puppet theater show that he saw an ad for and was like, oh, this is really interesting. And he becomes friends with the other puppets there. But... Because he was there, he was disrupting the show. So this evil villain guy named uh, Carabas Barabas is an evil puppet master. <laughs> and he was so pissed that Brotino interrupted his show and like stopped his bag. He was like, okay, I'm about to destroy you for doing this. Like you, <laughs> you, You're messing with my money, basically. And so he kind of tortures him or whatever. Not like tortures him for real, but you know, like Disney evil villain kid shit. And he eventually releases Buratino because he realizes that in his house, Papa Carlo's house, there is a secret door which can only be unlocked by this golden key. Now, I didn't really look into what was behind the door, but I'm assuming it's treasure like any other kids tell. And mm-hmm. so the story then goes on to detail the adventures of Buratino and his crew, which is basically mirror images of the characters in Pinocchio and how they're going on this journey to find the golden key to get to what's behind the door and fight off Carabas, which is once again the evil villain in that story. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's real similar to yeah. Pinocchio, especially it's ex- with the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like literally like the almost exactly the same, except for like little additions here and there. And oh. you can find the full movie on YouTube with like subtitles. Oh, okay. That's cool. 
Okay, and so now the other one I'm going to get into, Astro Boy, it is not similar to Pinocchio as far as, like, the story and characters, but Astro Boy surprisingly was inspired by Pinocchio. So I think many people know this, but Astro Boy is kind of, like, the first ever anime to ever be made. Like, the first Japanese cartoon that was based off of manga. It's like the first ever. And Mm -hmm. it was the first Japanese cartoon to ever be popular in America, too, back in like the 60s. And so Astro Boy, aka The Mighty Adam, was written by Osamu Tezuka. And basically, the story of Astro Boy is that this guy named Dr. Tenma, his son died in like a car crash. And he wanted to replace his son. So he decides to create a robot named uh, Adam or Astro Boy, Astro Boy, which is like his name in the West. And things are going okay for the most part, but then he quickly realizes that Astro Boy cannot replace his real son because he cannot grow and he does not experience human emotions the way a human would because he's a robot. So he decides to sell him to a robot circus So I guess that is similar to Pinocchio to where they both end up in some kind of weird human trafficking type (laughs) situation, getting sold off, that kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. in other media, especially the cartoon, it says that Astro Boy ran away to join the circus, but that's just the cartoon and the cartoon is very different from the manga. Like a lot of stuff got cut cut out. But after a while of being abused unfortunately and displayed on the circus for entertainment astro boy is later saved by the head of the ministry of science and he ended up becoming his legal guardian and realized that the robot could in fact experience human emotion and had great power in which he later uses to become a hero that fights crime and so i just thought that was extremely interesting that this story was inspired by pinocchio because Kind of in a way, would mm. anime not exist if Pinocchio didn't mm. exist? Oh, wow. Like, mm. That's like, a good that's, point. Yeah, that sounds like, like a dissertation right there. <laughs> yeah, because this guy, Osamu Tezuka, who's like the god of manga in Japan, like he like was heavily Disney influenced. Like his characters, mm. he drew them because the way he drew them with the big eyes is because he thought Bambi was so adorable. And so oh, that's wow. why he draws the characters the way he does. And Wait, like, Victoria, what's his name? I feel like I've seen this character before. Yeah, you've definitely seen Astro before. Like, if I pull up a picture, I'm pretty sure yeah, everybody I, in here has seen it. I've but seen yeah, too. I've definitely heard of Astro Boy. And I think, yeah. wasn't there like an American movie remake of Astro yeah, Boy? Yeah, it was like a Hong Kong America collaboration that they did like in 2010 of Astro Boy. Yeah, like, I think I saw very, that. Very yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. This is also, I guess, like, because his this is a very different style from anime now so i can definitely see the disney influence yeah and like his style of drawing and how they animated the show is the reason why we have modern day anime basically Mm. so like just to think like it's that weird little like domino effect thing really yeah exactly exactly (laughs) like you wouldn't think that if you like go all the way back down the line that pinocchio had anything (laughs) to do with all of this that's really interesting like the implications Mm -hmm. that just shows you how 
widely influential Disney was yeah. for their time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was extremely influential. But, like, those were just two of the variations or inspired stories. There's also, like, Pinocchio in Africa. Pinocchio goes to America. Pinocchio, oh, my God. Like, yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of other stuff. I didn't want to read the Pinocchio in Africa one because I felt like there would be some stuff in there that oh, I would not aggression. like. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let me, let me pass on that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh. yeah. No, well, yeah, that was cool. That's, that's really, like, who? Like... <laughs> That's really interesting. But, like, also, I didn't realize anime was that recent. Like, yeah. Maybe, yeah, so it didn't, theory. like, start until, like, the 60s for real. Cause yeah, because manga existed, cartoons, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. manga existed, okay. but all the cartoons were just, like, you know how American cartoons are. They're just random. Like, they are made in, like, the studio, and they create the story by story writers on the spot. But, uh-huh. like, the very first one to be created off the manga was in the 60s. So it is pretty, like new like 60 years yeah 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 it feels like it should be much longer or maybe that's just the amount of content that comes out of japan yeah right a lot of content (laughs) there's so much manga (laughs) it's almost like it's been a reverse like animation kind of peaked in america early and then Mm -hmm. now people are just playing it very safe like we're gonna give you your frozen we're gonna give you your like your big budget things and like i guess it exists on tv but not in the same way, like, um, cause people don't watch TV, <laughs> like people, kids, like no right. one's watching TV anymore. So I guess they're doing like direct to Netflix, direct to Hulu. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I just... the most recent cartoons I've seen, like American ones, they literally have been like direct to streaming services. Yeah. Which makes it convenient for parents. But I just thought about yep. something that just kind of gave me chills is that, Oh, <laughs> you know how we kind of associate our childhood with like Disney and Cartoon Network and um, Nickelodeon and all that. Mm-hmm. Are kids nowadays associating their um, childhood with YouTubers? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's most terrifying. likely. Because <laughs> you Folks like a who lot just of have kids, a camera. Yeah, a lot of kids watch like gaming channels and stuff, like the Minecraft YouTubers and all that. So. And that's, it creates kind of mini cults too, because like, if you're a kid who grew up watching PewDiePie and you're still watching PewDiePie, like, even if the man has like been racist and said racist things, the kids have like a, like they want to defend them because they're their childhood, you know, like it's, it's like, cause these are real people. Like, like it's a little different if you like a cartoon because it's like it's a product it's a dis- yeah there's yeah, no a, a, social yeah. relationship there like it's literally yeah. you like viewing yeah. uh image other than like a real human behind a camera exactly right of course and of course there's like the because the people who make it of course is reflected in the cartoon but even then right because <laughs> right, there's some racist not. stuff in tom and jerry and then di- we're when we get into dumbo we're gonna see the racism jump <laughs> the ju- racism will leap i've never seen that film so that's gonna be interesting oh oh well get ready. Ready for a treat <laughs> <laughs> get ready for us a good slither of that good racism <laughs> that disney Ooh. loves no but like so we've reached the end of the podcast. We just kind of talking about the lasting impacts, but that's interesting that the lasting impact of Pinocchio is that it's massive, kind of massive. It's kind of massive, like in an indirect way. It's exactly. a huge <laughs> ass impact. Like, <laughs> yeah, but oh. um, would y'all think that this move, like the movie itself, I feel like is kind of irrelevant. Like, I feel like the things 
the impact is everything else that came from the movie, not the movie. Right. Pinocchio mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> itself, sense. the storyline makes no sense. Um, because the original content was episodic, the book, therefore, is kind of episodic. And I saw somebody um, who said that maybe the episodic nature of this movie is not its downfall. It's a downfall. It's fucking downfall. <laughs> I understand how you watch Pinocchio with, like, this is a great, like, story. It's not a great nah. story. The, you the, know the, the, funny, the... <laughs> real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the stuff I researched when I was watching, like, random... Because, like, my part was just to do, like, variations, right? But I was still looking at videos of the origin story. There right. were several times where the people stated, like, this is the most translated and sold book after the Bible, almost. Like, huh? one of the most. And I was yeah, just I think thinking to like myself, Grimm what? and Pinocchio. Yeah, because I was like, Pinocchio was not on my bookshelf. As right, <laughs> did not have me reading Pinocchio. Maybe we're like, too young to have had it on our bookshelf or something. But maybe, maybe this is like a boomer. They, like type y'all, of... okay. Question: I because I'm like my memory. I have a pretty decent memory, but like I don't think I've ever seen Pinocchio on a kid's like Barnes no. and Noble. Like I don't no. remember what the cover. But would I look feel like maybe maybe we're just too young or something. Because I we don't remember. Us, yeah. Like, a lot of Dr. Seuss. Well, no, because Dr. Seuss was Dr. Like, Seuss was everywhere. Listen, Dr. Seuss was like, Dr. Seuss on my shelf. Like, what? Dr. Seuss was giving content. Every, like, just like every book was just hitting. <laughs> Besides yeah, the racist Also, one. too, I don't think I ever seen the Grimm's Brothers, the Grimm's Brothers yeah. book anywhere. No, nobody was home. telling their children about the dark ass Grimm's Brothers fairy tales. Like, I have like a fairy tale book somewhere on my bookshelf, but I, feel I don't like think it's the Grimm. Was... I don't think that's yeah. I feel like did y'all have a phase in middle school where folks were just like giving you facts about how horrible <laughs> like the little mermaid and stuff was? No. Like that was like a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like getting into like how all nursery rhymes are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like true. wasn't like Ring Around the Rosies about smallpox and people being turned to ashes <laughs> after they died or something? Like like London Bridge is falling down. Like what? When the bow breaks, the crate of what? <laughs> like true miss mary mac like all these children's games and shit like just stemming from but they're like, also disease. wasn't there a right? period in time like in the 2000s where all these horror movies were coming out based around children's like yes nursery I, I remember, mm-hmm. remember yeah. they're like very low budget horror films but i remember that uh-huh. oh yeah y'all this is fascinating like i pinocchio's kind of never been in my radar as at all and so now i'm just like what would an HBO Pinocchio oh, like full no. HBO? <laughs> it was <laughs> <no end. laughs> Yeah, because like curious. once again, the only way I was exposed to Pinocchio was through Shrek. Like other than that, I would not know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. There's also like a K drama titled Pinocchio. Oh yeah. The yeah. Main oh, yeah. oh yeah. Wait, whoa, Tori. Yeah. Wow. The oh, main wow. lead, the female lead. Can't, every time she lies, she hiccups. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait. like, who's in that? Who's in that? I'm Park Shin Hae, Lee Jong Sook, yeah. right? Um, Kim, uh, no, Park Shin Hae, Lee Jong Sook, uh, Kyung Sang. Wow. There's like Why a are... lot of big names in. Yoon Kyung Sang is in it. There's, um, what is her name? Not Kim Mi Kyung, but the other. G. I can't think of her name right now. But Pinocchio, like, it was one of my it was one it was it's part of like the 2016 circa era k dramas and it's basically the female lead park shin is a reporter um she wants to be a reporter and the male lead i think he has like a really incredible memory or some shit 
but she every she has a sickness because there's people in the world that are called Pinocchios that have a sickness that every time they lie they hiccup. But the thing is that um her his father gets arrested for arson or some shit, and a person who has this Pinocchio disease saw him, and so people are like, oh, since he saw him and he's not hiccuping, he's not lying, and they kind of like debunk this whole sickness because if you see something, you're gonna believe it, like mm. even if it's not the truth. Mm. So just because you don't think you're lying doesn't mean what you saw wasn't the truth. That's wow. So yeah, wow. That's a different twist on it. Yeah, that's like a whole different adaptation. I mean, I recommend the drama if you're bored. It's not awful. It's it's not awful. Does it it's age well? I haven't seen it since 2016, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's definitely a typical like that airs high not airs oh. but like that era it's like it came out the same like the same year of like airs and other dramas in the world this is when lee jong took before he went to enlist so mm. gotcha yeah so there's that <laughs> y'all i this is like i snow white podcast i feel like we were we were like oh here's all these fairy tales but now i'm just like what what is happening Pinocchio. <laughs> With it's going to be interesting the more we deep dive into all of this because not all of them are based off grim stories. Yeah. yeah, that's fascinating too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this very long episode. Um, most of the deconstructing Disney episodes will be this long. <laughs> Our next <laughs> um, chronological Disney movie that we will be focusing on will be Fantasia. Um, this is another one of Disney's art projects waltz art projects so that'll be interesting to see if that had any impact i know the soundtrack on that one is very very yeah, people iconic. love that movie <laughs> um do. i don't i have very faint memory of it but um we'll see what happens when we review it um we yeah. promised that these would be monthly but honestly march gave us so much content y'all i don't know if these are monthly anymore we're just gonna do them <laughs> when we get to them <laughs> and so we hope that you enjoy um, if you have any theories about Pinocchio or if you loved Pinocchio, let us know. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok under commented or commented podcast. That is C-O-M-M-N-T-D. We want to thank you guys again. Um, this is for those of you who didn't get to listen. It's been our one year anniversary and we really appreciate everybody for listening. Um, so we'll see you guys next time. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What's happening? Okay.